This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's 5 o'clock. It's 5 o'clock on the most listened to sports talk show for your ride home. What? It is time for the Falcons Report. Guns it. Caught. Touchdown Atlanta in the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. You shall not pass. The 5 o'clock Falcons Report. Oh, my heavens. The 5 o'clock Falcons Report is brought to you by Jack Daniels. Make it count. Jack Daniels, please drink responsibly. And sponsored by MD Anderson Cancer Center on Dukes and Bell. We are Dukes and Bell. We start off every day and every hour by saying, hey, man. Our Falcons are breaking news all over the NFL. They're being players on day one of NFL free agency because officially it starts Wednesday, but this is what they call legal tampering, guys, where deals get done and deals get announced, and then they become official on Wednesday. Bottom line, if you're just tuning in and joining us today, there have been now four moves, okay, that have happened that are being reported that the Falcons are going to uh, make official on Wednesday. John U. Smith, they make a trade for him, tight end from New England. Now, if you're not familiar, he played for Arthur Smith when he was with the Titans. He went to New England. It didn't necessarily go as well, but the guy, I think, is a perfect fit for what we're looking for, Mike. 11 touchdowns in his last two seasons in Nashville, and as we said last year, let's be honest, the entire Patriots offense ground to a screeching halt. Um, Seventh-round pick you gave up. That's it. I love it. Chris Lindstrom gets taken care of. He is now here in the prime of his career Five-year deal, $105 million, resets the guard market for offensive guards. But he's the best guard. He's the best. You weren't going to let him walk or, or even uh, attempt to open the door if you know he can play. And we know that. David Anyamata comes over from the Saints. Defensive tackle, it's a three-year deal. It's really a two-year deal, Mike. But at the end of the day, Grady gets some help up front and a guy that's really gave us issues over the last few years with that Saints defense. And our current defensive coordinator, Ryan Nielsen, knows him. Nelson mm-hmm. knows him. Um, and I think this is a good fit. You didn't overspend at the defensive tackle spot, even though Mike is disappointed that we didn't go get the number one guy. Yeah, Javon Hargrave signed a four-year, $84 million deal with the 49ers, but it's front-loaded. It's $40 million in guaranteed money, so you could argue it's, in, in essence, a two-year deal, maybe more, but it's not the point I'm getting to, guys. It's not the backbreaker that some people might have thought it would have been, but if, if he was inclined to go to a team which he thinks is a better contender, the 49ers' defensive line is the greatest since the fearsome foursome right now on paper. It is. So, and again, maybe they come with more money. Again, or maybe we were never, ever in remotely in the mix, and the Hargrave thing was just a pipe dream for me and some fellow Falcon fans. Either way, we go get on Yamada, which is still a tremendous upgrade on what we've been rolling out the last two years next to Grady. Well, and Mike, listen, we always talk about wanting the best players, right? that money can afford. It's the first time in a long time we can actually go afford some of these items that we've talked about. So 
for us wanting and hoping to go sign the number one defensive tackle on the board, I have no issues with that. Like, that's what we should be aspiring to do. But then if it doesn't work out, Terry, I want to know what your plan B is. Your plan B is pretty good. This is, if you're telling me we can't have this guy, but we got this guy, I'm okay with that considering what the defense is going to run and how Ryan Nielsen is going to come in here and try to maneuver. The other thing the Falcons have done today, and this is the big splash, is Jesse Bates. Safety, probably the best free agent safety on the market, right? Yep. Uh, coming over from Cincinnati. He's played a lot. Guys, you know, he's been a significant part of their defense. That has been really good, by the way, over the last couple of years. Um, and the Falcons make him the fourth highest paid safety in NFL history. So it's about 16 per. But at the end of the day, a lot of this money, again, is the first couple of years, Mike. It's $64 million, but it's 23 in year one, 36 in the first two years. You're pushing this because when it gets to the back half, we're not going to have these issues that we've had with other contracts. Right. And that's another reason why I like what Terry has done with these deals. Mm-hmm. We're not going to be in salary cap hell in a couple of years if Jesse Bates, for God forbid, doesn't pan out. And then you go, well, that was a bad signing. Well, guess what? A lot of the money is up front, and we're, we're okay. Right. And uh, at 26, it's kind of what you thought you were hoping Keanu Neal was going to become, but Keanu Neal couldn't stay healthy. Uh, but this guy has got, uh, what is that? I think, one, two, three, he's, got, he's got a ton of picks in his group, 14 interceptions, coming out of Wake Forest. Ball he, hawk. He's a playmaker. Now, again, I said it last segment, but for guys who missed it, what does this mean about Richie Grant? Richie Grant can either just simply be a backup or he could pivot into the nickel because, remember, he played corner and he played safety at Central Florida. I think he's gotten better. He progressed. The playbook was over his head the first year. He got better. But you could argue if you decide to go with one of the top corners with that eighth selection, your secondary now looks pretty amazing. But that is the, and I'm, I'm going to use his name only as a reference point, that was the Dimitrov way of building the defense, Carl, from the back to front. A lot of people felt, not a lot, some people felt that Bates was a luxury item you build once you get your front ups, your front seven straightened out. You're disappointed. <laughs> Just, I wanted Hargrave. I wanted the best defensive tackle we had <laughs> money could buy. But. Anyamata's great, yeah. but there's still a – by the way, there are still a bunch of dudes out there, you know, from Nguakwe to Arden Key, if you want to rotate more defensive edge rushers. I'm still not sold on what Ebicady is. I just said the only way I know that Malone and Ebicady and everybody else gets better, Lorenzo Carter, is by getting the best stud next to Grady. Anyamata is an upgrade, certainly. Uh, we'll have more depth on D-line than we've had in years. Yeah, and, and here's the other thing. If you do want to – if you want to go get – one of these edge rushers at eight, okay? And, and again, all of this could change between now and the end of April. We, right. could, we could move. We could be in a trade. But we're going to assume that we're keeping the eighth overall pick. Mike, then you do that. Um, but what you're doing is you're adding another young pass rusher to already a very young right. group that is still developing. I get back to this. Develop these guys. Get them better. Coach Ryan, build them up. Teach them pass moves. We've talked about this on this show Time and time again. I'm not telling you that that this happens overnight, but a lot of these young guys we're talking about, whether it's Ebicady or Ogandaji, all these guys, man, they're still learning and developing, and I have to believe that they're going to get better as we continue to move along. So, Mike, maybe that is not the priority. Maybe on the big whiteboard at Flowery Branch they've said, hey, look at all this young talent we've got and we can run out there. Some of this is going to work. Where else can we get better that will really help us? How good are we against the run? Because stopping the run allows teams to have third and longs. 
And last year we weren't very good at anything, but stop of the run was a struggle. And again, the linebackers, if you want to see Tyler Anderson, you know, kind of advance in his career, you need to make sure that there's actually guys, Troy, Tyler all the time, Troy Anderson is our rookie year, last year, but if you have Troy Anderson develop, you need to have tackles and guards not in their face. Okay, and that means somebody at the defensive line at the point of contact pushing the other way. So that's how these guys are going to develop. Next guy I guess you could argue we may sign is Rashawn Evans. And Rashawn Evans was a, a probably will not be a break-the-bank kind no. of contract, to no. your point earlier. Yeah, I, I do think you like him. He played well for you. He's still fairly young. I think he's 28, if I remember correctly. You try to get that deal done as well. And then something that we threw out earlier, it's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. If you like the moves of, of Jonu Smith and Chris Lindstrom and David Anyamata and Jesse Bates, maybe they go solidify this offensive line and go get Nate Davis. He played with the Titans. He was a right mm-hmm. guard. Can he play left guard, Mike? You had five starters in 2023 play left guard for us. Right. Nobody solidified themselves at that position. If you're going to say, hey, we're going to win up front, then you go do that. Or if you want to go big, you go get Orlando Brown. See, that's the thing. You could argue that if you really want to give Desmond Ritter the best shake, and if Desmond Ritter spits the bit, you're going to go draft a quarterback the next year, or the offensive line is ready to roll. You're tailor-made. You're not like Justin Fields going into a line that's, that's tattered. So, you know, one, can Matthews give you a couple more years? Certainly. You could move, move Jake to the right side. Orlando could start at left tackle. You can, maybe McGarry kicks it around, doesn't get any traction, comes back here for less money. Uh, Bryant McFadden said that's not the worst option either. Yeah. But you will still – remember, guys, you've got to spend 89% of the cap that is in the CBA. So there are still more pieces to be made here, moves to be made, I should say. By the way, as we talk about this, this stuff that's going on with, with free agency and the Falcons, I told you they'd come. When you have money, you got to look at it. Right. This whole idea about who would want to come here. Right. We have money to spend. The organization is moving in the right direction. I think there are enough smart people around the league and agents who tell their clients like Jesse Bates, that team is on the come. They don't have a whole lot right now, but go look at what they did with what they had. They need more players like you, and guess what? They can pay you. Mike, you got to look at these things. So as we move forward, I don't know how much we're going to be in this position moving forward, but, Mike, you, when you have money and your coaching looks like it does with Arthur Smith and you're moving in the right direction, you become an attractive piece. Yeah, and, again, I don't know why Javon Hargrave, I mean, he, if he wants to go for a ring, good for him. He got himself a nice big contract. Could he have gotten more money from Atlanta? Did we even – I don't know. You guys are clairvoyant. You know what was in Javon Hargrave's heart? He goes to play on the best defensive line we've seen in years, but the Falcons are trying to get there. My beef is – I still don't know what Epicady is. I don't know what D'Angelo Malone is. I've seen what Lorenzo Carter is. He got a decent-sized deal, Carl, but they didn't break the bank. So how do we make this offense, this defensive line the kind of line you saw with the Eagles or the Chiefs or any other team that rotates a lot of guys in the NASCAR package Giants used to do? Are we building that? This, the, the one thing you got to remember, this is just day one. I've got to chill. You've got to chill. Not you. You're actually handling this pretty well today. Everybody else, Carl, just chill because this is just the first step. First day we're hearing about this stuff, the legal tampering. All right, my man, feel good. That's his Twitter handle. Says Dukes, Nate Davis is signing. He just signed with the Bears. And the Bears are cleaning up right now. So Biscuits are piping hot. There's a guard that's off the table. If you were talking about offensive line, it is three years worth $30 million. Mike, $19 million guaranteed. We could have did that deal. Mm -hmm. We could have done that deal. But he's 26. That's another reason why it's attractive. Started 54 games for the Titans. So there's more help. For Justin Fields on that offensive line, 
But mm. I appreciate it feel good because we were talking about Bates or, or, excuse me, Nate Davis earlier in the show. So mm. the Bears have snatched him. Bears have been busy, man. But they, they got more money than we do. Yeah, you talked about it, man. The Bears, I mean, that first off, they, their defense is going to get – I mean, they, they were one of the worst defense. Only – maybe we, we were better. They were the worst. Tremaine Edmonds, you mentioned, they're going to add some pieces. The, the command, by the way, commanders for years, absolute mess. Finally got a good general manager. They steal Andrew Wiley, the Chiefs' right tackle, to go to the commanders after they get Jerron Payne to sign a family, family friendly, a fan, a fan and a team friendly contract, which clears $9 million in cap space for the commanders. So things are starting to shake over there a little bit. Still got to get a quarterback. All right. Uh, what do you guys think? 404-741-0929. Day one of free agency. And I can't. I tell you over the last five years how boring this day has been for us because we haven't been able to do anything. And all I would hear is Mike go, we're on a budget. We can't spend. And I'd be like, Mike, we got to go spend money. This is the mm. first time we've had an opportunity to transform our team through free agency by going out and acquiring various pieces, not one, various. But Mike is right. It mm. is day one. And there are things that are going to happen. There are things that are going to happen between now and the next few days. Right. And, Mike, even, even a week from now, you know how this thing works. It calms down and everything's calm. Right. And then all of a sudden the Falcons sign somebody and go, wow, where did that come from? Yeah, I mean, guys, we'll get to some wide – I really don't care. I mean, the, it's not a great draft for wide receivers. At least the, the experts right now are saying it's not a deep draft for wide receivers. If you want to go get somebody to play the slot, if you, if you feel we still need somebody who's going to be a burner over the top, you can do that too, uh, whether that's going to be through the draft or free agency. Still got to go replace a right now, right tackle. You just said one of the guards we were thinking about is off the market. If you were going to go get it in the draft, okay, then, that, then you're committing that asset to the draft. That means you can spend more money on the defensive side if you feel you're going to get your tackle, Carl, in the first round. You know, there's two or three that would be slotted or you move down or up or down at eight to get. All right. Chris, we're going to push our, our interview back with Coach. We're going to play that for you. Uh, we are going to have you talk to us about what you think about what has happened. Okay? 404-741-0929. I just want to grab a few calls, get the pulse of what's going on with Falcon fans. You feeling this? You think they're moving in the wrong direction? This is not the moves you expected? Are you with Mike? Wanted Hardgrave. Didn't get him. You love the Jesse Bates signing. Bates is going to be one of our new safeties, guys. The top free agent safety on the market, and we right. make it happen. How do you get the quarterback on the ground? You got to build from the front. Are they again? Just day one. More coming. More stuff needed. Force <laughs> four hundred four. <laughs> You're killing me. You're killing me. All right, four hundred four. Uh, 471-0929. Call us right now. Chris is going to take your phone calls. Get online. We want to talk to you. Falcons being players on day one of the legal tampering period. This is Maggie Gray with a CBS Sports Minute. When you're... The strong-arm story of the day is brought to you by John Foy and Associates Personal Injury Law. We're talking to you, Atlanta. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Falcons have made three, check that, four significant moves today. A trade for John U. Smith tied in, uh, who I think helps us in the red zone. I, I mentioned that earlier. Chris Lindstrom gets re-signed. You take care of your own. He's one of the best in the league at his position. David Onyemata is a defensive tackle that comes over from the Saints. And Jesse Bates, a top free agent safety. Do you like it? Do you think this is what you expected and what you wanted? I want to talk to Norris in Gainesville, who gets us started here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Norris, hey, man, what do you think? Hey, man. What do you think? Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to lie, man. I'm happy. Anyamata is a great complimentary piece to put right beside Grady. 
uh, I'm ecstatic about Jesse Bates. I will say I, I question the Jonu Smith move, but for a seventh-round pick, right. it is what it is. I'll take it. Um, but as far as it goes, I, I'm happy. I want to see him move to the offensive side of the ball a little bit, get another wide receiver possibly, shore up the offensive line if possible, and then uh, I, I maybe dip into the cornerbacks if there's somebody out there that's worth it. I, if not, I think it might be better to draft a cornerback. But as far as it goes right now, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm happy. Cool. Good stuff. Yeah, and James Bradbury is still out there, right? He hasn't uh, signed he yet. That's one of the guys that uh, we'll be talking about. And, again, there are other pass edge rushers. Um, the market may settle. You know, Orlando Brown, you know, we, we did talk about Wiley signing the deal with the commanders, the former right tackle for the Chiefs. Orlando Brown is out there. Uh, maybe the again every day that we're not hearing, even in the legal legal tampering portion, Carl. <laughs> yes. The market does soften a little bit, and the price comes down a little bit. And it, it's still, as uh, Brian McVadden said, guys, you may even get McGarry back here. I got to say this about Jonu Smith too. The Patriots were a mess offensively. You had two guys who would never call plays, calling plays so much so that they brought in Bill O'Brien. Right. So when you look at the production of Jonu Smith, and you say, well. I don't necessarily know. And Norris laid it out. He said, for a seventh rounder, that's a great – I'll take the chance. Here's what I think Arthur Smith said. I know how to use him. Uh, no disrespect to those guys who were calling plays in New England, all right, Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. I know how to use him. This guy can be productive because I've seen him be productive in this offense. I'm going to go ahead and make this deal. The Patriots were a joke last year offensively. And so that's why they've gone through the changes and Belichick with Bill O'Brien. We'll see what it looks like. But I don't necessarily blame that on Jonu Smith. They didn't have any direction, Mike, and it was one of the worst offenses in the league. Yeah, yeah Joe Judge and uh, Patricia. I mean, like not everything Belichick runs up the flagpole actually works, and that was a disaster to your point. But you're right, he knows the system. And it just it gives you more. He is the classic, he's a classic tight end, but now where do you use Kyle Pitts? You're moving him all over the field. A lot of guys still want that burner. McCole Hartman's out there if he can stay healthy. He is. I mean, there are other guys out there, and he's still in his mid-20s. But, yeah, that's – and, by the way, some guys want Adam Thielen. Again, that's – every day you don't hear about that. He gets cheaper. So there's some bigger – the big-ticket item, the one thing I wanted was Hargrave. Didn't get that. But you're right. Anyamata is still a hell of an upgrade, and uh, and we do bring Lorenzo Carter back. You think we'll hear about Rashawn Evans in the next uh, two days or so? Well, listen, if you like him, uh, you probably want to hold on to him and keep him. You don't need to fill in any additional holes if you don't – have to. My guess is yes, Mike. I mm-hmm. think we will. Xavier in uh, in Snellville is up next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We're trying to get to you guys with us on the line and tell us how you feel because, again, for me, I'm ecstatic. This is what I wanted. Make, make, make a push. Do something here in the first few days since we have some money to do it. Xavier, what are you thinking in Snellville, man? Hey, hey man. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Um, I, I'm, 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 I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm a little afraid. That's a lot of money for a safety. Um, I kind of feel like every year we kind of have issues with pass rush, but then when a free agent comes, we kind of fall in love with the toys on the outside. And I'm kind of hoping that's not the case here. So if we can finish out this free agent class or get, so plugging those holes in on the offensive line or at least somewhere on the, somewhere on the, as far as pass rush goes as well on the defense line as well, I'll be happy. The wide receiver market seems to be kind of soft. Somebody pointed out no wide receiver has been signed yet. No. So hopefully we can go ahead and get us, like you said, Miko, or maybe my favorite right now is Adam Lazar. I would love to have him as well. DJ Chark's out there, probably at a decent price. And, again, guys, Odell Beckham had an audition that had about a dozen teams went and looked at, and there's nobody linking Odell Beckham just yet to any 
And he also is asking for $20 million coming off an ACL. So let's not uh, get crazy there. Um, the other thing is, to his point, I, I love – there's nothing wrong with Bates. Bates is a, is a football player and a playmaker, and he's got more sa- he's got more interceptions than anybody on our team. But I still got to get it from the front. I got to get that pass rush where that push. You know, again, Rome wasn't built in a day. There's maybe things that it worked with Fontenot and company we're not, we're not privy to yet. I just want to see – and I just don't agree with the logic of getting Bates until I know I'm getting that push from the front. Because all you're going to do is having a guy getting a lot of money to run around and have to cover guys when there's no pass rush. And we've seen that car going on four seasons now in Atlanta. I'm going to take you guys back um, to when Keanu Neal was here. And when we drafted him, Mike and I went, what? What What are they doing? And my point is, we don't go to the Super Bowl without a healthy Keanu Neal because he changed the defense. When he got hurt, the defense changed as well. It wasn't the same. And they couldn't find a guy to really replace what he did. What I'm going to say about Jesse Bates is not that we're going to the Super Bowl. I'm not going to jump that gun. But I do think, Mike, he changes your defense. And and that's the the, the simple example that I could give you guys. Now, we ran a different defense with Dan Quinn. I understand mm-hmm. that. But I also think Ryan Nielsen also wants to have his safeties be active and playing and doing things in a similar way because we've seen how they do things in New Orleans. I just think you need playmakers. Are you a hundred right now? Yeah, and that's, some people that's said when, uh, Carl ran Keanu Neal out of that's county. what some people say. When I asked him, could he play? And he was like, "Yeah, I can play." And I don't know why you're asking me that question. He hasn't been the same, okay? But when he was here and he was healthy, we went to a Super Bowl because um, of the way he played. And Jesse Bates is the kind of guy that whether it's uh, you know our new DC or going back to Dean Pease, either one would love this guy because he can play run support. Plays in the can play in the box. He's also a guy who's a ball hawk and gets the picks, which is everything everything you want from a safety. And that's why there was such a buzz about him. So he, he's a big part of that defense, and now he's a big part of our defense. And I'll be happy with him in our defense once we get some guys up front. So as long as we get those dudes in the front to get to work and get the quarterback on the ground. But it's look, you cannot not be happy about Jesse Bates. I just want to see more pass rush. All right, let's grab Devin in Kansas City. Devin lives in Kansas City. He's a Falcon fan. He listens to our show all the time. Devin, hey man, how you feeling about all the moves today? Hey man. Hey man. Uh, I can't lie. Um I guess I'm a little lukewarm and I guess it's cuz yeah, we spent a lot on on the safety when like the last call in Mike has said, we I feel like we're just talent depleted on the on the D-line. So, I mean, sure, maybe down the line I'm sure they got more moves coming up, but right now I'm with Mike. I did want Hargrave. And uh the second point I had was uh just looking at everything I would say I love the cornerback class for this draft class. And I'm I don't know if this is where Fontenot is going with the direction, but I'm I'm kinda hoping we go corner if we're gonna plug and buy and get free agents along the D line and everything. Joey Porter is my favorite, but I know we got Christian Gonzalez out there and everything, so that's just kind of how I'm kind of feeling. A little lukewarm, but I got hope. All right. Appreciate you, Devin. As always in Kansas City listening to the show um on the Odyssey app. He, I don't have a problem with that. Listen. All these things, they seriously look they look great. But we got to see how, how it all works and how it all comes together. We won't know that, guys, until we get a chance to see him at Flyer Branch and, and training mm-hmm. camp starts. But here's what I do know. We haven't been in the position to do any of this kind of stuff to improve right. our team. So we went from, oh, I'm sorry, I can't get in on that, to we're in on everything, and now we can be picky about the decisions we're making. 
Right. Are they making the right decisions? Devin, you have every right to feel a little bit lukewarm. I feel much better about it than Mike does, mm-hmm. but I understand if Falcon fans do feel a little lukewarm on this stuff. But there's other pieces out there. Now, again, we may still – guys, every day now you've heard about the, the tampering. So these deals were – these things were in the works. Now as we get deeper into it, we actually get to the, the NFL year starting – the guys that are on the sidelines, that's cheaper. Every day they sit there, they get less expensive. Maybe they pull, I don't know, they take a flyer on a guy like Isaiah Wynn. Remember he used to be good? He was yeah. terrible. Everybody was terrible in New England last year. Yeah, He's yeah. only 27. So we talked about getting a right tackle. If it was Orlando Brown, well, every time Orlando Brown's not linked to a team, at some point that price comes down a little bit. Now, again, we're not talking about it's a Groupon for Orlando Brown, Carl, but maybe that is in the works. And then you get into all those guys we talked about, edge rushers, more pieces, more. Think about all the guys that the Eagles use on their defensive line. So this is just the start of the process. But Bates is a nice piece, and, and hopefully there's more there. And then, of course, Carl, if you don't do the things we're talking about with the offensive tackle, then you got to draft one. Then you got to go get a starting tackle in the draft with your eighth pick. That's why I think I'd like to see it addressed in free agency. And they still have time to do it. All right, let's grab one more. Eric on the south side. Eric, you're in uh, on Dukes and Bell. Hey, man, what are you thinking about the Falcons' moves today? Hey, man. Hey, I'm going to make this real short and quick. Uh, first of all, I think this is a Monday version of cooling with uh, – kicking it with cooling because I'm kind of talk, talking off. Mike, calm down. No! <laughs> calm down, Mike. First of all, we ended up with the number four defensive tackle. We ended up with a number one safety. We ended up with a complimentary tight end to get our GOAT open, which is Kyle Pitts. Guy, we are doing great things on the first day. We are five hours, 34 minutes, and 28 seconds into free agency. We have to spend the rest of that money. Come down, breathe, enjoy the rest of this ride. Go Falcons. Right Thank you, Eric. On the south side. He's right, Mike. Yeah, just got to get some pass rush. Some pass rush. <laughs> pass rush. We've got the more money we ever spent, and we've got to get some pass yeah, rush. Yeah. Now, again, it's not it's not an eight. Now, the good news is, to his point, we're a couple hours in, and Marcus Davenport is still not an Atlanta Falcon. And he's not going to be. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, it's not going to happen. Okay. It's not, it's not, it better not happen. <laughs> Because you want to see, again, I said to the guys earlier, if you're driving in Midtown next couple of days, you'll see a mushroom cloud. Poof. Carl has to broadcast that information. Let's hope that doesn't happen. Wax on, wax off, Mr. Miyagi's breaking my balls. Coming up, we're going to talk NCAA tournament. Also, you're going to get a chance to hear Kennesaw State coach talk about his team, the selection committee. He was on the steakhouse today. Man, I got to tell you, too, the more I listen to him, the more I'm loving what he's doing up there at Kennesaw State. Oh, I thought you were talking about me, cha no, well, Thank you. Steak. Catch me on it. Atlanta eats as well. Yes, I, I love you, I Steak, but I'm talking about the, the basketball coach, oh, coach at Kennesaw coach State. Coach Raheem. I'm sorry. Yes, I, I like what he's doing Nothing up there. Nothing more about me. All right, you'll hear it coming up on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. NCAA tournament field is set. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We'll get back to the Falcons and all the NFL moves coming up in uh, 15 minutes. Stay tuned for that, guys, because we'll run down. Listen, there have been a couple of surprise, shocking moves today from some teams. I'll give you an example. Sam Darnold is moving on, and he's becoming the backup with the 49ers. I mean, is the team built so well offensively, and Shanahan is such a stinking genius, he can make that reclamation project work until Brock Purdy or Trey Lance proves either one of those guys is ready to play? I mean, that'll be something. Uh, Also, we'll we'll get into the Garoppolo thing in Vegas. I'm just saying you've replaced Derek Carr with a bad version of Derek Carr (laughs) who can't stay healthy. And real quick, before we get to – Georgia, uh, uh, Kennesaw State, and uh, Amir Abdul-Rahim. Georgia Tech, out of the blue today, hires Damon Stoudemire, which surprised a lot of folks in college basketball. It did. Uh, he's the new head basketball coach. Uh, we'll start immediately. He was with the Celtics, as a matter of fact, as an assistant coach. Was in town just over the weekend. And Jade Battis said, let's have a cocktail and figure this out, I guess, right? Yeah, so uh, we're going to talk more about that, but... Coach Raheem is getting it done at Kennesaw State. Congratulations to the basketball program. It was so cool to see them on the selection show last night. He went on the steakhouse today, and uh, Steak asked him how crazy these last couple of weeks have been. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, last week, uh, you know, especially the start of last week was a little bit of a, uh, I say, a blur now, right? Just because you still had, you know, the you had people reaching out, you know, congratulating. You had people, you know, we were on spring break actually here. Uh, so there weren't there weren't students on campus, but it was still a lot of energy around campus, uh, to say the least. And so uh, it started out a little bit as a blur, but then um, on Tuesday, you know, we kind of got back into our routine. We got back into the weight room on Wednesday. We practiced Thursday. We practiced Friday. We practiced. So we got back to some normalcy, um, you know, towards the you know the middle to end of the week, and 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 then just capping it off with yesterday's selection show just to have those guys celebrate it one more time. Uh, man, it was it was awesome. Uh, our administration did an unbelievable job of putting on a, a really, really good selection show. So it was it was fun. I heard your president say that what that has done for the energy around that campus and to unify the student body is unlike anything he's ever seen in his tenure, anybody's ever seen at Kennesaw State. Yeah, and, you know, President Schwack, she's been here now 20 years now, you know, and so she's seen it uh, in every possible way. And so to hear her say that, um, it, it makes me even that much uh, more proud of, of what our, our guys um, have been able to accomplish, but also been able to provide this university um, because it deserves it. You know, you, you said it, you know, you're, you're in the state with Georgia, Georgia Tech, you know, Georgia State, all these other, all these other great schools, right? And we're kind of tucked away up here, and nobody ever really comes past, you know, yeah. uh, I'd say uh, the, the battery, you know, up 75 right. to, to see what's going on. 
So to have the visibility that we had uh, this past week and that we'll have, you know, really all of this week, you know, without playing until Friday, um, I'm just really happy for for people like President Swag who have been here so long and have known how long this place has been uh, such a great place. And now everybody else gets to see it, not only locally, but nationally as well. Kennesaw State's head coach Amir Abdurrahim joining us on uh, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Did you expect that, as you projected, it would be probably a 14 or I assume you figured, you know, 13, 14, 15 seats, something along those lines, mm-hmm. given the conference right. and given the record. So I, I guess you weren't yep. surprised there, correct? No, not surprised. I was I'm, I was actually really pleased. I thought 14 is what we deserved. Yeah. Um, and, and based on our record, uh, and not only our record in conference, right, our non-conference record, having gone on the road, to play nine of our 13 games on the road. And, um, you know, we finished eight and five on the road in non-conference. So um, I, I thought we deserved a, a 14. I thought a 13 would be Christmas in March. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I thought a 15, I, you know, not that I would have been disappointed because it's still a great opportunity, but I thought 15 would have been um, a little low based on our record, but also based on our conference. You know, uh, people don't realize this in A-Sun this year. I want to say we had five teams that won 20 games or more. And that says a lot about the, the uh, parity and the strength of our conference. So I was really pleased with the 14 seed. Let's talk about your opponent. Um, you know, I'm a college basketball geek. So, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I can say that you're playing a national program. That's what they are. I mean, Xavier, sure. if you look at who they matched up against, they play Gonzaga, they play Florida, yeah. they play um, Duke. Um, they play yeah. Indiana. I mean, they've played all the Blue Blood uh, programs, won, a, won yeah. some of those games. They're a national program. Um, you know, they just came to the finals of the Big East tournament. I was just in New York, so they were a big story there. All that being mm-hmm. said, you know what you're up against. There's a reason that, you know, they're the seed that they are. But talk about what right. you know about that program leading in. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, X as they call it, right? Xavier's been good for a long time. Yeah. I don't, I can't remember the last coach that was there um, that, that I mean, in a sense that, you know, lost like that. You know, even the previous guy before Coach Miller, he, you know, he had done a good job there. But you can go all the way back to Chris Mag to when Coach Miller was there the first time. Um, and the thing that I know about Xavier is that they got a big-time fan base, and those people, they'll travel to Greensboro. And so it'll essentially be a road game for us again. But I've said this all year, and I say it humbly. We're right at home on the road. Those environments don't don't uh, intimidate us at all, um, or what, what may be. The thing that I know about more, even more than Xavier, is, you know, you think about a Sean Miller team. Uh, when I was an assistant at an assistant at uh, Texas A&M, we played them two years in a row uh, when he was at Arizona. And so you know they're going to be disciplined. You know they're going to be well coached, obviously. Um, they're going to defend you, and you better do a really good job um, on on the on the glass, you know, because they're going to rebound it, and they traditionally play two bigs. But um, the thing that's uh, you know uh, even more uh, unique about them this year is that their guard Sule Boom, uh, really good player. You know, they have really good players, Kobe Jones. So it'll be a, it'll be a, a great challenge for us, but one we'll definitely be up for. Give the listeners some idea. From the moment that you were found out your your draw, how much if your assistants already watched every game they played virtually already, uh, and how much how much film will you have watched by tip off on Friday? 
Yeah, so I, I was literally just watching the video, uh, something they had on Twitter of just the guy's reaction. But the funniest part about the whole thing is, you know, it's always two reactions on Selection Sunday. There's the players' reaction. They're really excited. But if you ever watch the coaches, the coaches are like, okay, they're looking at that screen. All right, this is who we have. This is who we'd have in the second round. Let's go download this film. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get to it. Let's get after it, right? And so, um, yeah, we, you know, last night after the selection show, um, we we walked in the office. We downloaded some film. We, you know, we're probably about two, two or three games deep right now um, that we've watched. But by the time we get to tip off, we'll probably have watched the last four or five games. But ultimately, sake, man, like we're going to be focused on us, right? Um, we we want to know what they're going to do to give the guys the best chance to be successful. But the thing we've done all year is we've just focused on us. You know, we wanted to be the best versions of ourselves um, and be the most connected team every time we stepped on the court. So today, tomorrow, Wednesday, as we practice, we'll be more focused on ourselves and making sure we're in tune and, and centered where we need to be um, with a little sprinkle of, you know, just, getting the guys ready to defend um, what what Xavier does. Long layoff in between games. You worried about that at all? Um, no, and simply because, and I, again, it's, you know, our staff is really good. You know, between myself, Ben Fletcher, Persian Williams, William Small, we've all been uh, combined, I think it was like seven or eight tournaments either playing or coaching together and so we've been here before right and so we draw on those experiences of, of how to prepare your guys um, making sure not only that we practice and work on the fundamentals but we also uh, scrimmage and get up and down so when we get to the game even though it'll be a different level of adrenaline and, and pace you know we don't want it to be a shock to them so uh, we're not just you know doing a bunch of drills and things like that we're actually getting up and down and competing and getting after it, but also trying to keep our guys mentally and physically fresh as well. When are y'all leaving? What's the protocol I saw in the news last night? So many fans saying they are making the trek up uh, five and a half hours to cheer on the Owls. Uh, they, I, if, I, I can't wait to see Owl Nation turn yep. out. But, yeah, we leave We leave Wednesday. Um, I, I think we leave around 2 o'clock, and I think there's going to be, you know, a little, a little, bit, of, a little bit of a send-off and, you know, hopefully, if not, you know, we'll get on the bus and do our normal routine like we like we have all year and get up there and get uh get get, get bunkered down and, and get focused on Xavier and you know and and again, like I said, more focused on ourselves, just making sure we're the best version of ourselves um, when we step on that court Friday at twelve. Really cool since they've gone to the pods, Carl. Technically, it's the Midwest uh, region. But, yeah, in Greensboro, as Sandra pointed out. So, hopefully, Owl fans get up at 85 and go support those dudes. Uh, you've been doing it all year. It's the biggest time of the year to do it. And, uh, by the way, we've got coverage of the NCAA tournament. First four, that's going to happen Tuesday and Wednesday. And then the tournament itself obviously starts Thursday, Friday. We got you covered, guys. After we get done... Uh, you'll be joined. They'll be joined. The games that is in progress, and uh, Mike all throughout leading up to the final four, and then Mike and I are heading to Houston for the final four week. It's going to be a lot of fun. Right on. Hey man, today is fun because it's legal tampering day in the NFL, and we're finding out what our Falcons are going to look like. Carl, spending some of that loot. Finally, they have done something I enjoy. It's Dukes and Bell. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 